This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio. I'm Bryce Jacob, your host. I'm president over at J.S. Brown and Company after 40 wonderful years. And Greg Hansberry is here with me as our producer. Hey. Hey, hey. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, too. We made it. Mm Mm-hmm. We made it on a lot of levels. That's right. I'm uh, looking forward to a a 2019 full of more infotaining episodes here. Me, too. All right. I'm I'm looking forward to getting you more uh, construction jargon so Uh you can take that home and woo the wife. We've been so technical on what's happening these days we haven't really worked on our vocabulary for you and i feel like i'm i've been letting you down but not this yeah, year you said a word in the last episode and i meant to ask you about it schnitzengruben that was it it was <laughs> yeah. well 15's my limit okay all right, all right. never mind so, then all right then so we're on part three so that not only are we in 2019 now and we made it through the holidays and we're back in the grind and what we don't have another day off until I don't know, what is it, Labor Day or something like that? Memorial Day, one of these, uh, which comes Uh, first, Memorial Memorial Day, Day, yeah. So, oh, Easter, Easter we might have, well, that's on Sunday, Uh, so we... Man, you just made me all depressed all of a sudden. I just came off of a long little break from work, and now I'm not going to have anything until May. Something like that, yeah. There's got to be one in between there. Spring break. St. Patrick's Day, did we get that off? Well, I'm I'm absent for the most part regardless, but... All right. For a couple days <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, the green beer. All right, yep, I hear you. So we're okay. So really, where we are, not only that, and looking for the next day off, but we are now on the third part of our three-part series, the thrilling conclusion, the thrilling conclusion, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> where we knock these babies off one week at a time. We're talking about the three top questions people asked. Project cost was week one, mm-hmm. which everyone wants to know: how much is that remodeling project right. going to cost me? The second one is. Not only I want to know how much it costs, but how long is it going to take you mm-hmm. to get this project done? And the last one that everyone wants to know about, which is a great question, I'm always glad when they ask this, is who do you have doing the work? Do you work with, with subcontractors, trade partners, your own people? Who's, Who's going to be in my house? Can you I, know, yeah, can I trust stuff. them? Yeah. So, And that's really what that boils down to is can I trust you while you're working in my home? And and that's a really big part of... Leaving strangers in your home, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I find that when those three questions come out, it's in that courting process of getting to know each other. I always tell everybody at that point, hey, look, no matter what you hear from these people, if you don't feel right about the individual, this is the best they're going to be, mm-hmm. that first meeting. So uh, everything starts to get tougher as things move forward because now you got to make decisions and then mm-hmm. you actually have to spend real money at that point. Um, to bring it to life. And if if that person is not someone that you're going, I really, really like working with this person. I really feel that this company is good and solid or, you know, my, my little flags are flying on this person. You're just at the beginning of something that's going to probably average out to be 10 months of a relationship before you're done in using it. <laughs> so, you know, if you start looking at it and the dust hasn't even started to fly, <laughs> you know, that's usually when people it. come unglued. Yeah, if you're dreading it early on or you're not feeling connected with that person, uh, right out of the gate and through that first meeting where you're they're answering these these three questions mm-hmm. in, uh, in particular, uh, it's probably not going to be a great fit or a good decision to move forward, even if they answered your questions with the answers that you go, wow, that's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. It's too good to be true. So the third one is, you know, who do you use to do the work, right? So there's a lot of different ways that companies are all structured different. Okay. You had work done in your home. Who did the work? 
we just had a bunch of random people, you know. We okay. had we had a contractor but friend uh, who did some stuff, but then we we found a, a painting company in town. Like we just contracted out people by okay. word of mouth. So they weren't all under one company no, umbrella. Uh, there wasn't one company coordinating those correct, the entry right. and exit of those but, folks. So you're right. It was kind of word of mouth of some people that had had work to done. And mm-hmm. the other thing too, and which you you've you've said a couple times now, it's you get what you pay for. Uh, you know, or if it's too good to be true, sometimes we went for some people that just had a good price yeah. and you know chasing them down to get some stuff done ended up uh, <laughs> you know now you know why they were $2000 cheaper than everybody else yeah yeah there's there's always a trade off somewhere you know and you might you might get lucky and hit one out of the park every now and then which you know it, it can happen but you're usually doing it at someone else's mm-hmm. expense and so you know what i mean by that is we're you know, as we have a number of people on our staff, our carpenters, project managers, lead carpenters, apprentices, all those guys, they're really talented, but many of them have a, a backstory where they worked independently. Mm-hmm. And they worked independently, and it's not all the glitz and glam that Mm-mm. it seems to be. No. And they're not charging enough. So you might, as a homeowner, be able to find someone in that sweet spot and take advantage of them. They might be a really good carpenter. They might be really good at what they do. But they're not business people in all cases. So when it comes time to, you know, balance the, you know, the accounts mm-hmm. and pay their taxes and do all those things, they start realizing how little they're actually making and able to survive on. And you're the one that benefited from it, quite frankly. Sure. So you might find a sweet spot and be able to take advantage of somebody at that point, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. Well, because yeah. you know what it does is it helps them understand that they maybe would mm-hmm. do better off working at a company like ours. And we get really good people that way that have kind of gone that route and they can appreciate what an actual company goes through sure. to to dot all those I's and cross all those T's and have experts in those roles to do well, that. Well, and a consumer might not even know one way they, uh, or the other. So they might be right. you might be taking advantage of someone without knowing or you might be getting taken advantage without knowing. So again, yeah. it helps to have someone like J.S. Brown to kind of rein everything, everybody in. When I um when I segued, and I haven't shared this with anybody, but when I segued out of healthcare in, into this industry, I had my own business, and it was called Blue Hill Properties. Okay. And Blue Hill Properties was a real estate investment company that I started where I was buying homes and flipping them. Okay. But what also happened is people saw the work that I was doing and caught wind that, you know, I did carpentry work, and my phone started ringing, um, primarily from people that I knew, and they said, hey, can you do a little project for me here and a little project for me here? And I started doing that for people. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was remodeling the homes I was purchasing, but plus doing work on the side for folks. I was doing remodeling work. Mm-hmm. And I designed something for them, and then I'd build it. And I wasn't doing additions or anything, you know, that, that was just, sure. I, I just was doing a lot of bathrooms and doing yeah. a little mudroom or, you know, doing you know, porches and mm-hmm. things like that for folks finishing them off. And all that was fine and dandy, but I was, I was overworked because mm-hmm. I was going from one thing to the next. Yeah. And where I really made my money was on the properties that I, I sold. Sure. And so um, I was finding I wasn't at those properties as often as I needed to because there was this demand for me to do all this other little work. Sure. When it came to tax time, Uh-oh. I went, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> especially with the work I was doing for people because as they were writing me checks and they were giving me money for the work that I did, that that was classified a different manner for me to have to pay taxes on that, oh, that income. And so I wasn't charging enough for my labor. Yeah, you know, so not only were you stretched really thin, 
but you weren't even getting paid enough for it. I didn't make very much money doing that. I mean, it's the lowest I've ever been paid in my life when I really boil it down, down to that. It. So when wow. I used to flip pizzas at Little Caesars back in high school, I actually made more money doing that. <laughs> hey, I love so, me some Little Caesars. Yeah. Pizza, well, pizza. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> that was back when I was pan, pan. <laughs> there was all kinds of, there was more crazy than just their bread back then. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun part of life. But, you know, that, that's, that's it was really interesting to kind of look at it that way. And, and a lot of people leave that uh, approach of running mm. their own business that way. But, you know, so many people say, I know this guy who does this or this, oh, this guy's mm-hmm. really good at this. And, and they, if they're doing it above board, above grade, if you will, yeah, right. then, um, then they're going to realize that it's expensive to do that. And that's why it costs what it does to, to have, uh, to have construction. Well, and we especially about last if week. you like do it, like, you know, like you say, maybe friends or f- references from friends, you want to, you know, you want to try to cut them the best deal as you can Sure. when reality, you know, you got to look out for yourself as, as that independent contractor. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, I think re- references are always something mm-hmm. that are you know whenever you get a referral or you, you, a friend refers someone, mm-hmm. you trust right. them, right? Right, and, right, right. And so right. you want it to work out, and that happens a lot. And I've got a guy I'm going to see this this week, and I'm going to chat with him because he's got a contractor that he heard from a friend is really good. And he had him out to his house, and he's got his master bathroom torn down to the studs. <laughs> And he can't get him back. Oh, and, no. Uh, yeah. And it's not, and he's a good guy. You know, sure. I mean, that's the thing. Most, most of these guys are really good guys and their intentions are all to take care of people, but they get spread too thin or they mm-hmm. have a problem on, a, on another job that they might be doing and they can't get over there or they realize they didn't charge enough and they they don't have the uh, business acumen to say, I screwed up right. and I need help. So they and, just ghost them. And so they ghost them. Yeah. <laughs> and and so now he's saying, I want you to come in and see if you can do something. And I said, I got to tell you what our approach is and how we'll handle that in this situation. And if it works, then good. But one, you're already emotionally drained, which puts mm-hmm. me at a disadvantage, which I'm not looking forward to. Right. Uh, secondly, um, you're not going to like what I tell you that it costs in comparison to this <laughs> to guy, that guy. I yeah. promise you. And it's probably already a few thousand dollars deep. And, and thirdly, there are probably a lot of things I'm going to insist on redoing that's already been done because I have to warranty it and I don't trust. You don't know that it's been done right. I don't trust right. that it's been done right. right. And so you're probably not only um, going to be paying more, but you're going to be paying for things you've already done. And if you're okay with that, then I'll come out. But if you're not, <laughs> I don't I don't want to waste each other's time. Sure. So he said, you know, my wife and I really want it done and we want it done right. And I said, our conversation is going to be more centered around your emotional status because... The six inches between your ears. Yeah, because I, I just am not going to put our guys in the line of fire of someone who's already emotionally tapped on a project that's gone over where they thought it would, never got done, and the trust factor is already in jeopardy. So it's a hard way to learn, you know, as a homeowner when uh, homeowners think that they've got this thing all figured out and it comes back mm-hmm. to bite them. You know, it can be really emotionally draining to them. And I always feel for people that way. And he's a great guy and his wife is great. I know them personally and socially and, and, uh, but this is different. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I'm in their house, that can jeopardize the friendship, which sure. is worth it. Uh-huh. You know, if, if right. they're, if they're at a different frame of mind. So I do Absolutely. a tremendous amount of work for friends and family and all those and all that great stuff. 
And I really haven't had any problems with that. Now, some of them have just been a little bit more antsy to get it done. And I have to say, okay, you need to just chill. Right, <laughs> we'll right, get right. It done. And then they're as happy as can be as yeah, long as it's done. Let me take my J.S. Brown hat little... off and be your buddy hat. Now. Yeah, that's chill right. Chill out. Take a chill pill. <laughs> there, are, there are times we have to have the heart-to-heart conversation. But, you know, the having the right people do the job. And I think that's why the, the question comes up. And it's one of the top three questions is, People want to trust the people that are in their home. They value their home and their possessions and their kids and their pets. And they, they're they skeptical. Mm-hmm. You know, the trust isn't there all the way. And they go, well, who are you going to have mm-hmm. parading in and out of my house? Is is your project manager on site every single day? Right. And, you know, the, those sometimes that question, I don't assume why they ask. I ask them, why do you ask? Right. You know, because I want to know really what is it that's important to them in asking that question. So I'm really able to answer it properly for them because shoot i don't know when someone says do you subcontractors there's a i could assume oh shoot if i say yes they aren't going to pick me right but that's not it at all it might be you know i want to know i kind of like to know if there are any subcontractors i may know you Mm -hmm. know because gosh i or i have an uncle who's a a a a plumber could you use uncle bob to do the plumbing do you do that if you can okay you you guys well well no, nope. but again, because you have certain standards, you want to make sure that right. that your name is attached. If to. I don't, if I don't know them, haven't worked with them, I'm not bringing them into your home. Of course, if it's um, someone that you are in your yeah. circle, of, that's a different. So it's, that's a good. <clears throat> it's a it's good for me because I interview people too when I go out to their home. So you know, if I I say why do you ask, and they might say, well, my uncle is a is a plumber, and I I just want to make sure we can use him. Mm-hmm. I would very politely say, you know, unfortunately, we're not able to do that. Mm-hmm. The way that we're structured is we're the licensed contractor, so we're going to be working with the trades that mm-hmm. we know are tried and true. We're not just learning through this. We we know who do it right, and we'll support the permit that we've pulled. If your uncle does this, and that's really important to you that you have your uncle, we're not the right fit. It's just that plain right. and simple. I don't care if it's a $500,000 job. It doesn't make a difference to me. I, I, I well, want to do it right. And, and to not sound totally inflexible either, that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities for homeowners to put some sweat equity into it. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. that on previous above grade episodes where, you know, for instance, the licensed trades, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't flexibility in that, sure. you know, with us. Um, so for very good reasons, because those are the licensed trades that we're pulling a permit based on. Sure. So we've got to make sure that we have the right folks. But if someone says, hey, I've got a painter and, you know, I want to have him do the painting. They've done all of our painting for years. I'll say that's fine. You know, we'll mm-hmm. we'll, ha- we'll handle that as an out of contract item and you can deal with them directly. Uh, we may coordinate as to when painting should be done, if it's going to dovetail mm-hmm. into you know our timeline Otherwise, I'll say, let us get finished, and then you can turn your painter loose after we're out and we're signed off on our scope. Sure. So those those are the types of things that, you know, we'll work through it together so it's a win-win for both. Right. And at the front end, you know, I, I have a, a homeowner who's got a couple young younger sons, younger than me, everybody's getting there now, <laughs> but, um, you know, they, he's got a couple strapping young lad sons who... He said, my sons and I will just do the demo of the kitchen and tear all this stuff out. And I, good, there you know, you go. do the, go ahead. If you want, we'll, we'll get the dumpster out there in advance so you can throw the stuff in the dumpster that you were paying for, or I can credit you a dumpster and you just get your own dumpster and have it hauled away by the date we start. That's all cool. And so we put our heads together to try to do what works best for the homeowner because we talked about this episode one of this three-part series, the price 
it's all expensive. Mm-hmm. And so if there are ways that you can manage the cost of a project down, in some cases, a homeowner can be a very good um, uh Contractor sure. themselves, yeah, if they sweat, do a little bit sweat of sweat equity. equity. Having but, a, a painting party, we've done that before, where everybody, yeah, you invite yeah. everybody over, get a bunch of pizza and beer, and you just have at it. Yeah, and you probably picked up that what I'm referencing for homeowners to get involved with and are at the very beginning or the very end of a project. Sure. Usually in the middle of it, I don't want a guy putting his own floor <laughs> in or doing his tile work or you know, um, do, doing some installing the cabinets for us. And that's just not how we're going to operate. There right. are very few... Um, sweat equity opportunities um, after demolition and before paint for a homeowner. <laughs> well, and so that's why I, I would hire you anyway, because in everything in between, I wouldn't. I you wouldn't have I to worry about. I wouldn't, right. know, I wouldn't know what to do or yeah, have to worry I mean, about it. Like, like, like series of trade offs, mm-hmm. right? So, right. if you don't have to do it, you're paying someone to do it, but you're paying for it. Where, sure. where if you're physically able to and you're wanting to do that, the trade off is you have to you be able it. to fit it in and make it happen. Right. And that can, you know, we know how life is, especially with kids. Free Every time day is you this, have planned yeah, it's more valuable than changes. Cash. You know, <laughs> yes, and, and, and yeah. a day has never ended the way I've planned it since I've had kids. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah, happen yeah, nope. anymore. So Love it's it. crazy. So, um, you know, the, the the other things are that we're worried about uh, with when we're we're answering that question: who who do you have coming into the home? Um, I tell them what we talked about last week is there are people that are worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have aligned ourselves with the people that are worth the wait. But our other concern is what we referenced last week as well with the timeline is that there's not enough trades available to, mm-hmm. to all for all the construction that's done. And so th- there's a couple things happening that relate to even episode one about price trades are charging more because they can. They're, they're making Supply good and money. Demand, yeah. It's a, Terrific industry for people to get into because you can make a ton of money in, in the trades. You know, I've been doing this a long time and I've watched the increase in cost to pay for labor, for plumbing, for electrical, for HVAC. And it is, I don't know, probably five times the cost of what it was just 10 years wow. ago. It's incredible. And the reason for it is these guys are working themselves around the clock. And they want to finally get paid for it. And you sure. know what? They deserve to. Yeah. And so they're they're making money, but they're not even able to spend it. It's kind of like the corporate <laughs> executive who's out there and he travels all over the country, but doesn't see his kids grow up, but he got paid well to do it. And so that life being a series of trade-offs, it's happening in our trades right now because the demand is so high for construction and there's only a handful of, of these people out there to actually do the work. Find a plaster guy for me. I mean, there's like one in the city who knows how to actually do plaster. We'll have to get there's his one. Uh, name. Be his and buddy. so you you're you can't do the whole. Well, this guy said it's going to be this much, and you're five times that. No, it's just five times that. Nothing sure. because it's that's just the cost to do it because he's the only one that knows how to do plaster work. Now, if you if you're okay getting rid of your plaster and going to wood crown. Now we got a better pool of, of carpenters who can put wood crown in. But the art of plaster work and good masonry work and folks that are doing that hard, gritty labor stuff that not everybody wants to pay for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there aren't a bunch of guys going into plaster work because the, the wood carpentry has replaced a lot of what plaster used to be so beautiful with. Mm-hmm. And plaster in older homes 
cracks and it can't be patched as easily. And when you patch plaster, you need someone that knows what they're doing. You can't just go to Home Depot and get plaster patch, <laughs> plaster patch, say that 10 yeah, times right. fast, and come home and, and patch it like you can a quick drywall patch and then paint right over it. Someone has to know what they're doing or else it's just going to recur. What have you found is the, uh, which trade demands uh, the most money? Who's in this right now in this climate oh man i'll tell you i i'm thinking plumbers right now So plumbers might yeah, be the most expensive i think plumbers then electricians and and then hvac the interesting thing with that is hvac is not something you can't go to home depot mm-hmm. and buy ductwork and run it in your house and put a furnace in <laughs> right like you you can't you have to be licensed to install a furnace you do not have to be licensed to plumb a sink sure you could if you learn how to sweat pipe and hook up a trap and do all that stuff, you, you could do it. Sure. You, it's a, it is a potential DIYer work. So is electrical. Now, you might learn through getting shocked a few times that it's <laughs> better to have to the it. electrician. But you can go to Home Depot and buy wiring, and you can go buy all kinds of the, your supplies, light switches, dimmer switches, light fixtures. And quite frankly, you could do that work if you wanted to. I've done all the electrical work in, in my home. I did my whole basement where I've got a gazillion lights in it. I've got fixtures all over. I reworked all the electrical. And I was terrified from day one to the <laughs> last day that I was hooking all this stuff up because I had to run circuits in my panel. And I had guys that had cho- shown me all how to do it, but I could do it. Right. And I did. But then when it came to HVAC work, can't do it. No. You have to have an HVAC guy do do the duct work and, and put the furnace in and do the AC connection and do your refrigerant and all that stuff. They ha- you can't you can't buy um, you can't make that up. refrigerant <laughs> at the um, uh, Home Depot and charge your, your condensers with it. So you need a licensed person to do that. So that demand in that, that trade, there are some really good schools that are trying to train up guys and gals. You know, mm-hmm. Women are coming sure. into the field as well, which is exciting. And uh, I really hope we start to see a good turn. There's a lot of people in our industry pioneering leadership opportunities to, uh, to get more of the young folks looking for good careers to really consider this again. You know, it's interesting, years years ago, plumbers, electricians, painters, the craftsmen in our world encouraged their own children to go get an education and get a real job. Right. Which is really kind of humorous sure. looking back on it because the parents that were these trades professionals were some of the worst advocates for the industry. <laughs> and, and here we are. Because they knew how hard they worked. Yeah, they know how hard they worked and they weren't getting the respect and they weren't getting the pay. Right. But now you're saying that respect has come around. It has, because people are realizing how hard it is to find a, a good tradesman. Hmm. And you hear people, the number one complaint I hear, because I'm in the industry, and people find out, oh, you're with J.S. Brown Company. Um, gosh, you know, I tried to get a plumber at my house. I couldn't get anybody. Well, they're starting to realize it isn't easy. And, mm-hmm. and thanks to everyone saying you failed at everything else to become that, it's impacted people psychologically to pursue other other paths and now look where we are so we've got to get folks realizing there's a great career opportunity there are more women in this industry now than in 2004 when i really started getting around to nary nationally uh uh, the national association remodeling Mm -hmm, industry i'd go out to these board meetings and there might be five or six women out of three four hundred people and 
they were generally administrative folks uh, and mm-hmm. these companies that were coming along for the ride. And now, 50% of our population at J.S. Brown is female. And th- cool. these are, and they're, unfortunately, we don't have anyone out in the field, which I'd really like. We have one electrician who's female. And so Robbie is her name, and she does a great job cool. out in the field electrical. But our women are designers. Mm-hmm. There are sales folks. There are consultants. We have people, you know, operating marketing. They've really found a really nice niche for a female-dominated industry. It's becoming female-dominated because guess who buys? The, the females. The female. The ones who, yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. So there's the a decision really decision makers of the household, at least in my household. Yeah. So there's a there's definitely a a, a shift that's been happening in the industry, which is really good. But we've got to cool. get these young professionals coming back in that gravitate to the opportunities career wise in those trades that would really be spectacular. I'd love to see them come in. We're a good training ground for folks. We've got some really good young guys on our staff, and they're the ones that would be in your home. Very cool. So, yeah, so the tip for the week really boils around, you know, when you're hiring a contractor, make sure you feel comfortable with the people that are in your house. Ask the three good questions mm-hmm. about what a project's cost to make sure you're aligned appropriately with what you're comfortable investing in your home. Also make sure that you you they have a good team and that they can get the project done on time. Mm-hmm. Go see them. Go out to their place of business and get to know the team. I always encourage people, come on over, get to know our production manager. Come get to know our interior designers. Before you make a decision on whether you're going to partner with us on this thing, come get to know the team. It's really important that they like you from day one sure. to 10 months from now when they're now enjoying right. their space and a shameless plug for the podcast you've had a lot of your your team on the show designers yeah. uh, project managers all sorts of people sellers on on the show so you can go back and listen to some podcasts and get to know yeah. get, get to, to know, know your team, team. well uh, you just teed up next week oh, perfectly yes. for us because next week i'm going to be introducing a new team member for us Ooh. Uh, her name is wendy Sorensen. all right i worked with her uh at the previous place of employment i was and managed her for 10 years and then uh, I came over to J.S. Brown, and she's going to be joining our team. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say will be joining she our team. Is. She's She just joined our team, and she'll be on next week to uh, to, to get to know all of us. So What's what does she do over there? She's going to be – she's a design consultant. All so right. she's a very, very talented uh, designer, uh, kitchens, baths, room additions, understands structures inside out, upside down, and backwards. Does beautiful, beautiful work, very well known in the marketplace – and uh, she just joined the team this this week, and uh, and so you know we're going to get her on on the podcast to to chat right. with everybody and and get to know them. And we've got a, a reuniting. There's four of us now that work together where we previously were, and we're all together now at JS Brown Company. So there's a little reunion that's going on. So that's cool. been very exciting for us. So we'll meet her next week. Sounds good. Well, folks, uh, that's a wrap for today. Uh, hopefully you felt like the three top ask questions, you've got good answers. So next time I see you, you won't even have to ask those questions. You, can ask you them, already know you the can answers. Dig deeper. We can dig deeper. And next year we'll be talking about the, the new top three questions because you already know the answers to these top three questions. Right? We'll just do it every year. We'll yeah, have okay. a renewal of the All top right, thing. It's kind of like the new color of the year. It's always a different color. That's right. All right, right. So we're teeing up next year already, a year from now. Man, oh, man. we got to plan ahead. This has just been a successful program. So uh, hopefully you're all finding the same thing because we do this every single week right here on Above Grade. So be sure to tune in the way you did today. You can also go to jsbrowncompany.com, check out the archive 
of them. Check out our website while you're at it. Get to know our team and Nora, you know, our our dog. Uh-huh, a picture of yes. her playing with the toy. And if you got questions, thoughts, you want to you want to kick off this year and say, hey, you know what you need in 2019. You go ahead and go to uh, email us at abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. Send us your thoughts, your questions, all that great stuff, and we'll get you on the air. We're going to have a fun year this year. we got some good things on deck for you, so you just have to stay tuned. Right, Greg? I'm staying tuned. I'm not going uh, anywhere. Well, I know. You're not allowed to. So <laughs> even if you wanted to. Even if I wanted to. to. All right. We're going to sign off. Until next week, this is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown Company, wishing you a great week to build from and a happy 2019. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.